Oh, good morning, everyone. It's good to be with you guys. Uh, man, we are uh, having a unique and uh, exciting celebration this morning. Just a, just a little bit different than what we usually do. Uh, but today, we are just going to celebrate all that God has been doing over the past year. Uh, and, and we're just excited. We're, we are so thankful for, for what God's been doing. We just believe he's in the business uh, of taking us from spiritual death to spiritual life. Uh, and, and if that's something you've experienced in the last year, can I just get an amen? Oh, <laughs> me too. Amen. I, I am so thankful for it. Uh, we are just convinced that God will continue to shower this church, this community uh, with his grace, with his mercy. So enjoy. Enjoy celebrating with us uh, all that God has done over the past year.
seasons they change, they then we break, mold it and remake over and over. This is the day that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Prayer. Hear our hearts, Lord. 
commitment to you, Lord, when we sing, I will build my life. Here we go. right sing this together thank you God you're worthy of all the praise we could ever bring it's so true you're worthy you're worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you You may be seated. 
Oh man, what good reminders. What good reminders so far. Singing for our joy, singing for the joy of the Lord, and then building our life upon the firm foundation. Well, I have up here two guys uh, that are special in my life. I don't know if you guys recognize these faces. They're, uh, we probably haven't seen them before, uh, especially this guy <laughs> in the middle. But uh, this is actually my life group leader, Mike Boblett. I got a lot of love for him and Chris Boblett, who I've spent a significant amount of time with down in student ministries. We worked together down there um, doing this very thing, watching Chris just thrive there. And so you guys have a, a bit of a history here at RCC, actually, but even long before I've been here and before I met you, you guys had a bit of a history. So, Mike, how long have you actually been around RCC? Uh, about 33 years we've been at RCC. Okay, I was negative two. <laughs> Close, close. So what was it that's kept you here for 33 years? Because, you know, there are a lot of churches in the area. And so you could have uh, dabbled around, but what was it? You know, 33 years ago, we were looking for a community that would be an extension of our family. My guess was 30 seconds. For the record, my guess was 30 seconds. I think he made it one sentence. Yeah. They do this just so the staff has something to bet on at their staff meeting. Next year's highlight reel is just Mike Boblet crying. There you go. <laughs> but an extension of our family, I mean, and it, it, what gets me is to look around, and there are many of you that have been an extension of our family for over 30 years. So it, that is very, very touching. And that, that was really the driver and the motivation 33 years ago, and, um, and we found that here and didn't need to look anywhere else. I love it. And so it was you and Laura looking at that time uh, specifically. And then you actually chose to stick around and raise your two boys here, one of which is standing right here and one of which is uh, back on the East Coast. But, but what was it that decided? Yeah, you can clap for that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you clapping for East Coast or either way? Yeah. But what was it that uh, encouraged you to stick around here and keep raising your boys here? Well, again, I think, you know, 33 years ago, the motivation was this an extended family in which yeah. they could find friends with like minds and, and families with similar values. But that's changed. You know, it's, it's morphed over the years. And, uh, you know, there's lots of reasons we've stayed. But I would say now as I look back, it, we wanted to be in a place that encouraged us to grow. And in our terminology today, um, I wanted to be in a place that helped me see God more clearly, mm. grow in my R1, and do it in a place in an R2 community that would help me do that ultimately so I could be happier and that my kids would see a mom and dad that were happier because of a trust and a confidence that God loved us. I love it. Yeah, that living out R-cubed. It's a community that's motivated them to live R-cubed. Relationship with God, relationship with those who trust Jesus, relationship with those who are yet to trust Jesus, coming together to form a well-rounded disciple. That's encouraging. And Chris, you grew up here. Uh, you grew up here. And I you did. also spent some time in, uh, in another state and then for college and then came back. What, what made you come back to RCC when you came back from playing football? Yeah, so we won't do reverse math on how old I am. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but again, spent my entire childhood here. Um, again, to this, you know, as we've been getting ready to talk about this, this flood of emotion and memories and, and a life that's been, been spent and built in this community. So again, took, took an eight year hiatus as uh, we went to college and I met my wife Natalie and we came back for Easter and we, we were here for an Easter weekend and we were living in the frozen tundra of Idaho at the time and the entire trip home, the whole conversation at the airport as I think we were delayed like three flights or whatever, it was how are we going to get our family and our life back 
to RCC to be a part of what God's doing here. So it, again, it's been this 33, 38-year journey for me of, of now. My wife and I are here. We came in. We got in, in, engaged in a life group. Thanks, Rob and Diane Kim, for hosting that. Um, but, but, but man, again, it's, it's been a lifetime of, of God being faithful in the placement of families and, and families that have served, and that, that's blessed my, my, myself and my brother and, and, yeah. and our families. So good. And you guys have both hit on the theme of family. And Chris, you actually have now started a family of your own a handful of years back. And so you've got uh, your grandkids and your kids, your daughters. What is it that excites you about raising them here in this community? Well, again, I, I have three beautiful girls from five all the way down to one years old. And um, again, we just sang it. I, I will build my life on this firm foundation. And, and that, that, man, our hope would be is that the confidence that Natalie and I have in Christ that's been modeled by my mom and dad is going to bleed into my girls as they grow up. And, and hopefully God will make this a place where they feel loved and accepted and that they too would come to treasure Christ as, as we have. Golly, that is good. Man, oh, man. And I'm impressed you got through that without crying. Whoop. Yeah. The over-under was which Pablo's going to cry first. I and, said, uh, Stephen, I said, hey, whoever gets to <laughs> whoever go talks. first is going to cry first. So I. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Now, we actually have a, uh, yeah. Now, we have a, a verse up on the screen here for you guys. It's going to be Psalm 27, and it's, it's, a, it's a passage that uh, has, has stood out to, to Shri and some of the staff, uh, just looking back at this last year and looking forward to the year ahead. And if you guys don't mind just reading it with me, uh, I, would, I would appreciate that. You don't have to stand or anything, but, but we're going to put it on the screen here. And so I'll read it in uh, the best cadence I can for congregational reading. But my challenge for you is, uh, uh, while I am in a potentially monotonous and like, like very, uh, uh, um, uh, whatever the word would be, rhythmic uh, sense. Um, read it with, uh, read it believing it. Don't read it and think uh, this is just words we're reading, but read it believing it so you are free to express uh, excitement as you read this. So here it is, verse 4. It says this, One thing I have asked of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, for he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon the rock. And then verse six says this, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. And I just feel the need to say, I've had eye surgery, that's why I have these fun glasses. No, they're not a fashion statement. <laughs> so there we go, I'm gonna get that out there. All right, well, I, am the, I have the privilege of being the children and family pastor here. I'm Heather Brown, and I want to invite uh, the Morans to come up. We have this precious family that I want to just share a little bit of their story with you. Here they come. Woohoo! Come on up, all the way up, come on up, Maddie. Thank you. I know it's, would, shall I, would you like me to come down a little lower? Would that be better? All right. Well, welcome. What? You did. I love it. You were in a beauty pageant yesterday. Is that why you have this fancy dress? Oh, well, it's beautiful. I love it. Well, welcome. We're glad to have you guys. This is the Moran family. And we've got there, we're in all our ages here from Route 56 down into our twos and threes classroom. And so I just asked them to share, because I hear from the kids all the time how much fun they're having. And so I thought it would be fun for you to hear their story. I just asked them to answer this one question. 
What have you loved most and appreciated most about RCC this past year? So who gets to go first? All right. Go ahead, Nathan. This is Nathan. What I loved most about RCC is probably God and, and the Jesus story. And oh, I love that. You're hearing that in Route 56? You're hearing that in our Route 56 room? Awesome. Maddie, are you next? You got this, girl. Eddie, you going to go next? You're Vacation. after Maddie. Okay, okay, go. Vacation Bible School. Woo! We like BBS. Yes, we do. And she was up front all week long cheering at all our songs. It was great. Hello. <laughs> what did you say? What did he say? He said hello. He said hello. Hello. Hello to you, Eddie. All right, and how about from you guys? What have you guys appreciated uh, about RCC? For us, just seeing uh, our kids fully involved in uh, the kids' ministry and then uh, being for me, being part of the uh, No Regrets group, uh, being involved with men who are uh, following Jesus uh, every day and uh, growing closer to him, to him. It's uh, really great to see. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, are you, did you lose your voice? She, so lost, your, her voice, she yeah. lost her voice. So, <laughs> well, it's been fun to have you. Well, thank you guys. We love having you guys. Oh, you're going to share for her? Oh, the growth group with uh, oh, Bets. With the growth can't, group. Can't forget wow. that. Can't forget that. You know what? It's okay if we forget Bets. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We have that relationship. All right. Well, thank you guys. It's such a joy to have you guys here. And so we look forward to the next year together. Thanks for coming up on stage. We can remain seating. We just want to always respond to what God's doing. Those are such good things. Sing all my life. And all my life you have and faith. Good morning, everybody. My name is, is Keith. I'm one of, the, one of the other pastors here at Ridgefield Community Church. I feel the need to tell you that my eyes don't work, and so that's why I'm wearing these glasses. <laughs> it's not a fashion statement. It's my eyes. 
<laughs> um, I get to tell you a little bit about outreach uh, and about the goodness of God through outreach. So um, we have uh, an amazing, in order for you to understand it as the goodness of God, I, I need to tell you a little bit of a story. So I need you to think back to 1999. What were you doing? Where were you in 1999? If you were alive, 1999, I don't know where you were. I don't know what you were doing, but I'll tell you what you were thinking. All the computers in the world are about to crash and throw us all into chaos. That's what we were all thinking. In addition to that, here at Richfield Community Church, we were committing ourselves to sharing the joy of Jesus with people in a country called Kosovo or Kosova in what used to be Yugoslavia. And so there was this unique moment in history in 1999. There was this war there. America had stepped in so that Kosovo could remain a free and independent country. And so maybe for the first time in this people's history, they love Americans and they love the United States. They had been Muslims for 200 years. They'd been communists for 50 years leading up to this. But all of a sudden, we step in and we help them remain a free country and they love us. So RCC says, hey, we have a, a moment in history that we need to be aware of, that we need to speak into. And so we committed as a congregation to being involved in this little country in Eastern Europe, in the Balkans. And so we decide, we start small, right? But the hope is that one day these folks who come from a Muslim background, one day, maybe, just maybe out there on the horizon, maybe they might be able to send folks who get this joy in Jesus to other areas of the Muslim world. But it's, it's so unbelievable at this point because early 90s, mid-90s, there's only about 250 Christians in the entire country. So the idea that they could be sending out missionaries was way, 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 way out there. But that's our hope. That's our dream. So we start, we invest small. We're just sending people to do English camps in the summer, working with college students, helping them see the joy of Jesus. And then Todd gets here in the mid-2000s, and we partner very specifically with a, a pastor in Pristina named Femi Sokoli and his wife, Belkiza. There they are. So we pastor with Femi and Belkiza because they have a vision to plant churches all over the country of Kosovo. So in the mid-2000s, there's one church in Pristina, run by Femi and Belkiza. 23 years later, 20 years later now, in 2022, so there's the original, now there are seven churches throughout the country. Yeah. And this isn't even the best milestone. This isn't even the best picture of God's goodness. This is amazing. And people throughout the country are, are coming to Christ and hearing the joy of Jesus because of that, and partly, obviously, primarily because of the work of the Holy Spirit, but partly because of your investment, your involvement, your support, your generosity in sending and partnering with these organizations. If you go to the next one again, the biggest thing happened two months ago, November of 2022, this partnership of churches, this network of churches with some other folks in the country who are believers founded this organization two months ago called the Balkan Institute for Missions. And do you know what their, their, their hope, their vision, their dream is? 
to raise up and train up Kosovar believers to be sent into the broader Muslim world to share the joy of Jesus where maybe a Westerner like you or me would not be welcome. So the hopes and the dreams that we had 23 years ago, now they're not done, right? They're just starting. But this is the, the fulfillment and a window into God's goodness to build his kingdom and to use the faithfulness of a little church in your Belinda um, to be a part, to join with him, and, uh, and really in very real ways, ways to change the world. I'm not wearing glasses. Is it okay to be up here? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Well, well, speaking of glasses, uh, we just walked through this 21-day initiative. I know you're like, what the hell does it do with glasses? It, the, the hope for this 21-day initiative was essentially that we would put on spiritual lens, spiritual glasses, that, that we would go. We, we're all a part of different communities. You see this pickleball paddle right there? That one's mine. And, and it changed the way in which I went to go play pickleball on Tuesday nights. Typically, I would go to... Win, yeah, thank you. Yeah, destroy, annihilate, yeah, absolutely. And do I? Almost never if you play with me. But, but now it's, man, how, how do you take this passion of yours and you go and you look for other people around you? So I actually have, I have a buddy uh, who I'm in the process, right? I've identified him. Uh, I'm in the process of inviting him, and, and he's a Mormon around here. Uh, and, and then his buddy, who's a friend, and, and this is just so awesome, uh, and, and even something like this, right? I mean, I hang out with Todd all the time. This is not a new perspective, but to spend 21 days as a church to be unified and going to model Jesus joyfully wherever we go, I hope you are as encouraged as I was. Now, I've got two brothers over here, uh, kind of brothers to me, but actual brothers to each other, uh, who, who are going to come and hang with me. And uh, we're just going to chat about what this kind of perspective has done uh, for their life. So this is Justin, and we got Jackson. If you guys know the Millsaps, uh, this is the Millsap family. Uh, yeah. So, so we're all good buddies. Uh, man, we, we joke around a lot. We give each other a really hard time. Yeah, probably too much. And I'm usually the brunt of all the jokes. Uh, but, but these kinds of conversations over the past year have been the things that I think have been the most encouraging. And so uh, this perspective of modeling Jesus wherever you go, how has this uh, impacted your life, Jackson? Yeah, so it's been a huge um, just blessing. Um, you know, I just started a new job uh, within Hollywood. Um, so it's a very dark uh, world around me. Um, and I was pretty nervous going into it. Um, so to be able to have kind of, you know, curriculum to go through um, about just being intentional about relationships and starting new friendships and conversations and asking questions, um, it's what it's all about. So, um, yeah, it's been a great experience, and uh, I've built a lot of new friendships in just two weeks, so... Because it changed the way you even did break time, lunch time. Yeah. You walk into the room, and you're like... I'm going to talk to that guy today. Yeah, and I, that, that wouldn't be something that you normally do. Right. I make a point to have lunch with someone every day. That's awesome. It's awesome. God is working. Justin, what about you, brother? Yeah, as you shared, like, this isn't 
really a new perspective um, growing up here in this church. This is something that, you know, I have been practicing, and um, it's just been really encouraging to my R1 growth, as RCC would say. You know, if I want to model this and live this out, I need to know what I'm modeling. So it's pushed me to to know more about Christ, and I think in in this series, um, it lined up really well with, you know, me starting my new semester and being intentional um, in the spaces that I'm going into and looking for relationships with people. Um, I'm there to learn, but, you know, I get opportunities to, to meet people and, and to take an interest in their life. And because we're, we're learning similar things, you know, we have common interests and it's a great opportunity to, to meet people and, and to begin to pray for them and hope for opportunities to, to just grow in relationship with them. You were involved in a, in a ministry on Cal State Fullerton's campus, right, just for a little bit? Yeah, last year I got an opportunity to, to be in a ministry where I was intentional about just sharing the joy of Jesus. That's awesome. And, and we had a lot of good conversations over the last week, man. How has this perspective really impact uh, and encouraged you? I know, I know a lot of this has been focused on relationships. So how has this encouraged you? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I've been around RCC for years. Um, I've grown up here. Um, so I've had a lot of people that have invested in me. Um, and just wanting to kind of provide that for other people, um, just being really intentional. You know, I can think of um, Tom Hubbard, um, Connor Drake, uh, Matt, uh, Will Robbins, um, which coincidentally came up in a conversation that I had um, this week at work, and I was able to share Will's testimony. And it's these people's faith who has encouraged you to continue to live an R-cubed life. That's for awesome. Sure. How about you, man? How has this just personally encouraged you? I'm just really hopeful for the relationships going forward. Um, I know God's working, and I've seen him work in the past, and, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for those who um, are going to pour into me in the future and for those who I get the opportunity to pour into and hopefully share uh, just the joy of Jesus with. That's awesome. Yeah, we're actually walking through this R-Cube series with students, and one of the lines is, did you know that God created you to radically change the people's lives around you? And that's the hope. Well, that's why we did this series is, Todd's not going to change their life. We know he can't. <laughs> Very limited man, right? But, but yeah, especially on a pickleball court. But, but you... <laughs> But you guys are in these unique communities, these unique families, and it is our hope and prayer that one year from now we have more people here because you have taken this initiative upon yourselves. Uh, so, so thank you guys for sharing. We really appreciate it. You know, we also had a, uh, man, a college student around here. Um, if you, uh, uh, she, she's gone. She, she's in uh, Idaho now. Iowa? Idaho? Idaho. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, tall redhead sitting over here. She, she had a very uh, challenging um, and, and unique but joyful year. And so here's just a little video, uh, just a little snapshot of what, what happened in this last year. Hey, RCC. Uh, my name is Johnny Burns. I get to serve on staff here. And, and I'm with Kaden. And uh, Kaden is leaving tomorrow. It is January 23rd. She's leaving tomorrow for Idaho. She's out at college. Um, so... 
You've been here for what, seven or eight years? Yeah, seven or eight years now. Yeah, so she got to walk through student ministry with uh, such a lovely youth pastor. Uh, and, you know, it was about four months ago, you're in Idaho, and, and I get a phone call that as a youth pastor I dream of. Well, what was this phone call that you gave me? I had a lot of time to think in Idaho, and I was just thinking about how much I want to take my faith more seriously um, and really just take action. On that, and I asked Johnny what the process is like to be baptized. So it's a dream, right? You get a student who, <laughs> yeah, you're in high school, you may not get it as much, but then you go off and you start thinking about God a little bit more. Uh, and this is the dream, but you know, that was four months ago. Uh, the following four months uh, didn't exactly go as you, you would have planned. Um, just, just give us a little bit of insight into what happened. Yeah, um, so around Thanksgiving, the uh, weekend before Thanksgiving, um, I got a call from my mom when I was in Idaho um, telling me I should come home. Um, and uh, my dad actually, my dad unexpectedly passed away. Um, and so kind of my whole world switched um, and kind of flipped upside down. So I've been processing that and grieving through that this past couple months. Yeah, you go from this complete excitement um, about who God is to a completely a uh, challenging time in your life. Um, and, you know, for me, we, we had a lot of good conversations over the last three months. Um, and, and we really talked about two things that have kept you strong, uh, at least as strong as you can in this situation. Yeah. What, what were those two things that have really kept you strong in this time? Um, I see the main thing is just being able to see God's goodness, God's glory through all that has happened leading up to and before, um, mm -hmm. and as well as after. Um, my dad passed, just being able to be with RCC community. They have mm -hmm. such amazing people collected here and um, being able to be with my college group mm -hmm. and um, just like getting to process and grieve um, with them, but also continue to grow my faith now that I've been home for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. um, and also just having Johnny and Brooke um, be such a rock um, this grieving time. Mm -hmm. um, just being able, just seeing the community support me um, in ways that I did not expect has been great. Yeah, it's, it's been a joy to walk through it uh, with you to support you and, and your family. Um, you know, it was cool. Keith and I got to be a part of uh, Leighton, your, your father's service. Um, and, and, and more than just being able to present the gospel to, to your dad's friends, coworkers, family, um, it, it was awesome uh, looking out in the crowd and seeing dozens of people from RCC. Uh, supporting Kate and supporting your family. Um, so, so we're just thankful for you. We're thankful for your faith. Uh, your faith has encouraged me um, to continue to grow. And, and I know it has you, your friends around here. Um, and so as you go off to Idaho tomorrow, we will continue to be praying for you. Um, we'll be praying for her family, the Hubble family. Um, but, but we're just thankful for you stopping by and sharing your story. Thank you. Thanks, RCC. Yeah, she, uh, man, yeah. Uh, just su such a special uh, young lady um, off in Idaho now, but, but she's taking this DNA. Um, and, and, and this is, you know, we, we do a 21-day initiative of sharing the joy, and these are not the situations when we expect to be sharing the joy. And, and, uh, and she, she's just done a great job at holding fast to Jesus. This is a picture of her uh, post-baptism uh, during that four months. She decided to still go through with it um, to, to be baptized. So she, we're just so proud of her. Um, I, I just thought it would be nice if we could just pray for the Hubble family.
um, and that she would continue to, to go take this DNA uh, to her family, to her friends, and, and to everyone in Idaho. So just pray for the Hubble family with me. Um, God, we, we believe that you are sovereign, uh, that you're working everything uh, for the spiritual good of those who love you. Uh, but God, it is these kinds of situations that cause us to, to look away from you, um, to, to, to be angry with you. Uh, and, and God, I'm most thankful that you have drawn Caden close to your heart during this time. Um, but, but I do just lift up the, the rest of her family as this has just been an incredibly uh, unique and challenging season and situation. Um, so God, we just ask that you, you would surround their whole family with, with joyful followers of you who can support and love them. Um, but God, we're just thankful for Caden and continue to be with her and, and uh, allow her to continue to grow into your image. Amen. Thank you, guys. Uh, so we are a church family because we're convinced there's more joy in Jesus than uh, anywhere else. And uh, we get to accompany people on their journeys. We never quite know, uh, know what, uh, what's ahead. And uh, yeah, losing your dad at a young age unexpectedly. Ah, but Jesus is the foundation. I'll give you that one. Hey, these are uh, two of my uh, friends. I got Kyle Calma over here and uh, Keith Thomas over here. They also happen to be part of our elder board. So y'all know this last fall, or I think most of you are aware that uh, we, we had some dinners and uh, got a chance to get to know some of you along with the uh, with the staff, and uh, they were a bunch of good times and fun. We had some good food. We had a great time. So uh, uh, if you guys would, uh, just what did you learn about RCC, what that experience of having dinner with folks? Uh, what encouraged you, Keith? Well, first off, I guess my first takeaway, uh, God has uh, blessed RCC with great people, right? <laughs> so it was, it was, That'd be these guys. Most of you, right? <laughs> so, but, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was, uh, personally, it was, it was, uh, it was great to, uh, uh, sorry. No, you're to, good. To be able to, uh, to spend time with folks, to reconnect with old friends, and uh, maybe make some new ones, break bread, see what God's been doing in your life. Uh, but we did do this with a purpose, right? So we were there to share, or maybe said better, reinforce our vision. And um, as we're doing it, we're trying to do a you know, maybe a little bit of an environmental assessment of where people are at, how bought in they are. Um, and I think the, uh, myself and the other elders were extremely encouraged. So as we're sharing the vision, we're seeing it reflected right back to us, right? So uh, in terms of R1, the way we go about that as a, as a congregation, I think there's a tremendous buy-in there, right? So um, It's joy in Jesus' idea. Yeah, the joy in Jesus idea, right? So, um, and, and specifically that, uh, that we're scripturally embedded, we, we don't treat it like a smorgasbord, we don't just take what we like, we take it as a whole, um, that we teach or equip people to read the Bible for themselves, that, uh, uh, that they can hear the word of God and, and let it come into their mind and hearts and, and have a life-changing relationship with him. And I, I think without a doubt, and I hope you all agree, that uh, we are, we're committed to staying that path, right? Absolutely. Okay, amen. So, and then uh, R2, um, again, being reflected back to us, right? So, uh, th this is the, the way we live it out, right? So, what we, what we learn and what we've taken inside with R1, um, you know, these are, these are uh, God's children living together in a broken world and doing it together. And all the time with the ups and the downs and the, and the good and the bad, um, being drawn closer to him in that process. So, 
Um, the way in which we go about R2, and I, I really like some of the testimony that was already shared this morning, it, it just fills my heart with uh, a lot of joy that, again, I think, I think we do really well there. And uh, I, I think this, uh, this might not be a secret, maybe it's a well-known secret, that a lot of discipleship, as we've been talking about in these last couple of weeks, it happens in the context of life groups. These aren't Bible studies, these are life groups, and this is where discipleship primarily takes place. So uh, let me just ask a question. Um, I got to hear a lot of really cool testimonies at these dinners. Did, has anyone here come to faith at RCC? Show of hands. Sorry, I got lights in my face. It's hard to see. And for those, and for those that did, were life groups an important component of that? Huh? So I, I can say from personal experience, it was, right? Mm -hmm. So I came to faith right here at RCC, and I joined a life group. Um, and uh, are, are uh, Brent and Stephanie here? Uh huh. Yeah. So, so uh, one of the, one of the really cool things about this whole process was I was actually asked to be the elder representative at at that life group. Can you guys hear me? You're doing great. All right. So uh, I, I've come to recognize as I go through life, I'm always leaving awake. Right. Sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not as good. Uh, but I experienced uh, Brent and Stephanie's wake in a, in a very real and touching way, right? I, I found their wake to be very intentional, and it was, it was gentle, caring, loving, and it was part of the process that God draw, drew me to him. Um, and that's the way it's, it's supposed to work. Um, and one of the other cool things that I saw as we were talking through this and talking about testimonies is that as a congregation, and we've heard it again and again, we want to be more intentional about sharing this with others, that we want to be a conduit for building on the kingdom. Right? We want to be more, as, uh, as Keith was saying, obviously this is a global endeavor, but it's also a community endeavor. So um, I think you're seeing that in, um, in the equipping. So the 21-day initiative is a good example. You see it in programming. This is the fifth Sunday, Men's Connect, Women's Connect. These, these are all on-ramps, so you can invite people that you care about, um, maybe family, friends, neighbors, workers, um, to take that first step towards Jesus. And, and that is, um, I know it's not, it's not about us, it's about him and his glory, but when he invites us into his plan, I'll tell you what, it, it, it's life-changing. It is awesome, right? So uh, I think that uh, in summary, <clears throat> God has been so faithful and so very, very good to, to us here at RCC, and I just can't wait to see what he's going to do this year, next year, and into the future. So thank hey, you. Hey, thank you, Keith. Yes. Kyle. So, we had these dinners, you got to hang with people. What, what did you hear? What did you find? What encouraged you? Yeah, a lot of what we do as elders around here uh, is behind the scenes. A lot more of it is administrative and make sure the business gets done. And so this was a really unique opportunity for us to kind of go be with you guys. And I would say, uh, overall, very cool experience for us. It was um, encouraging every week we would go out and a couple elders would have a life group dinner and we'd come back to the elder board and share kind of the themes, um, some of the testimonies, or some of the encouraging things that we heard. And for all of us, I think it gave a big shot in the arm to hear from each, each of these uh, individuals, but also each 
um, kind of the themes that we got to see of like our vision being lived out in RCC. So that's super fun. Um, so I would say thank you. Thank you for having us in your homes. Thank you for, uh, we were missing gathering because of COVID just being, in, and I don't think we've done this, if, if I'm mistaken, since I've been an elder, we have not been. We, we've um, never done it in my life where the elders deliberately sat down in smaller groups. No, I, we've never done that. I don't think as a church, I've never done it. It was a very cool experience. Yeah, it was for sure for me too. I was encouraged. I was encouraged to see the way that this gets lived out. Um, the themes that I would tell you that I heard and that I was very encouraged by was being a first-hander. Everyone that we talked to, for the most part, the theme was we really loved digging into the Word and hearing from our, like from God ourselves. We like hearing from Todd, but we like digging in the Word and learning how to, how to hear from him better. And so that was very encouraging for me. Uh, the other thing that I loved seeing was hearing uh, the testimony of like the highs and lows of life together. Um, this is what life groups are for, so that when people are having um, the celebrations and the victories that we can share them in a group. We get to hear that. And we get to hear that ourselves, but hear that that's what's going on in those groups. And then also when the storms come and life's hard, these groups are there for each other. And we get to hear story after story of the way that the groups are able to be there and be God's hands and feet. So that's um, just, that is the vision of what life groups are. And to see that firsthand as elders, I think that's super encouraging for us. So thank you for that. The other thing that I think is unique to our church and that I love is that it was fun. There was joy in the groups that people don't have to, like, begrudgingly do this thing. And so the fact that we can smile and laugh together and do it uh, in a joy-filled way, um, to be in your homes, um, I would do it again. I think as elders, we're talking about how to do it again because we're excited about what God's doing but excited to be able to, to hear from you guys. So, again, on behalf of the elders, thank you for having us in your homes. Thank you for uh, doing life groups. If you're not in a life group, I would encourage you to. It was very, very uh, telling to see how much God is at work. Uh, in RCC, but at work in people's hearts because of that smaller group. Sundays is great, but the chance to do that together, it was really encouraging for me. It was cool. And uh, to, to hang with y'all, to get a, a closer picture, thank you for, uh, for, for doing that. And so I think in summary, to some degree, uh, we're thrilled with where we're at. Uh, we see God alive. We see him vibrant and alive. But there's a foundation here for even as we go into the future. Touching uh, more lives. As, as happy as we are with what God's been doing and what he is doing, we, we look forward as elders pretty anticipatory towards what he's going to do in this congregation, this life, uh, this, future, uh, this future year specifically. So thank you, Kyle. Thank you, uh, Keith. You know how to put that up there? You want me to do that? You can get that? All right. <laughs> Greet the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven, spoke your name into the night. Through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is written, Jesus Christ, my living. 
Everybody. I'm Brian Betts, one of the pastors on staff. I had hip surgery about four months ago, and so my choice to wear pants today um, is attached to that. Otherwise, who knows what would have happened. Uh, I would like to invite up Rob Ulrich. I, I was jealous because my job is to pick on Heather Brown, and Keith stepped on my toes. Uh, Rob and I have started to hang out a little bit, have lunch together, uh, and what I really appreciate about Rob, even though we are only about three years apart in age, <laughs> come join me, come join me, we're friends, let's pretend we're friends. Um, we are. Good. Um, I have loved getting to hang out with a guy who's been treasuring Jesus for longer than I have. I came, I came to faith in my 30s and Rob came to faith in his, in his teens, so how long have you been treasuring Jesus? 70, well, pardon me, I am 70, so 52 <laughs> years, I was 18. 52 years, and so you've been around church longer than me too, so how long have you been around church, and what's that experience been like for you? Um, generally good, but highly varied. Uh, when Leslie and I came to, to faith, uh, we didn't know a great deal, so we were sponges, uh, we really wanted to learn everything we could, we had some great teaching, um, we spent a number of years uh, studying under character by the name of Chuck Swindoll. Oh, I heard he's pretty good. Better than average. <laughs> I'll ask later about where Chapman fits in. Go ahead. It was a fantastic experience. He had huge influence on our lives and the way he taught. Um, he had depth, history, and great love, not only for the word, but for God. And it was contagious. And the things that we wanted, he was, he was offering. And it was, it was just a great experience. Um, in his relationship with Christ, he was obviously fulfilled, he was happy, but the thing that uh, we were kind of focusing on at the time was just learning more, and it was a very intellectual experience. Yeah. And then you got to RCC how long ago? About seven or eight years. And so you've got this wealth of knowledge that you've come to. Um, what about RCC? What is that, what is that added into your mix of, of an experience as a congregation? The, uh, each of the pastors, and this guy over here, occasionally uses the word joy. Um, when you think about our relationships individually, with our spouses, with our kids, uh, we want to be fulfilled. We want that to be a joyful, wonderful experience. Um, not always is, but that's, that's truly the goal. But when we think about where God is relative to our lives, we really want to have that sense of joy. And that is something that I really appreciate uh, Todd kind of hammering into us uh, basically every week. Thank you. And so unintentionally, like, while you, while you heard lots of wonderful things and had, and had some absolute fantastic people at the pulpit and, and, and surrounding you in congregations. Phenomenal. Um, uh, congregationally you, you, as well. Like, jealous of everything that you've, that you've been able to experience and learn at, at, at your point. Um, even having this, uh, having this intentionality in relationship has been a little bit different for you. This has been a powerful, almost revolutionary kind of a thing where uh, the fulfillment, the joy, it's so much more personal. And when you, 
you make it personal, it's just deeper. And you've also had the, have the blessing of your uh, daughter and son-in-law are here, and their kids, your grandkids, have been here too. So you've gotten to, uh, your grandkids are about the same age as my kids. They so got here before us. Um, yes, they, they drug you along kicking and screaming. <laughs> She's too bad. Uh, but you've had, you've had the benefit of watching your granddaughters be around the same experience. What's that been like? They're very bright, well-read, and they really love getting into the, the depth of what the Bible is about, who God is. Uh, they've had some great teaching, but they've also, as young ones, were able to hear the joy part. So where they're getting the, the intellectual part, they're getting the joy part way earlier than we did. So I'm uh, a little jealous of that, but very happy for them. I'm sure it's been an absolute blast getting them to see what you wish you would have gotten a little bit earlier. They're amazing. Yeah, and so that's... We're blessed. That's what we want for, for everybody here. We are genuinely jealous that everybody would experience the joy of a relationship with God, the depth, and just, just wanting more all the time and wanting that for other people, just that visceral desire to want that for other people, to know the joy of Jesus. So, Rob, thank you for, thank you for sharing. And, and because we want that, cheers. cheers. Oh, I'm taking this back. I, would you please? Perfect. I can do that, too. Thank you. <laughs> So I want, to, I want to pray as a congregation for exactly that, that more people will get the depth of what a joy-filled relationship with God looks like. So gracious Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for pointing to it in your scripture, for telling us that, that we seek that treasure with all of our joy, we go after that for putting that on our hearts, the work of the Holy Spirit for those of us who you have given the Spirit to, and for surrounding us in community that this is your plan, that you would have our community be the same thing, that we would be drawn to joy in you. And in spite of all the other things in this world that could possibly try and fulfill that, that you have put on our hearts, this desire to personally have it and this desire to want to give it away to other people. So thank you. Help this congregation moving forward in 2023 to do exactly that. Fill us with the spirit. Fill us with the fire to want to give more of this joy away and to really impact our local community with exactly that. Amen. Amen. So we get to uh, have these key roles around here. A privilege and a delight for us that you allow us to be uh, uh, your pastoral team in uh, helping uh, influence this process and, and, and move it forward. And it is an absolute delight. So I've asked each of these guys to just give a high level, pretty quick expression of their hopes for their ministries. We're thrilled with what's been going on, but uh, even as we go to the future, that high level, quick uh, uh, picture of what's going on. That that's right, that's right. My name is Sharia Bissonette. I'm your worship arts pastor here at RCC, and I want to just tell you, thank you so much, first of all, for giving me the best seat in the house. Every Sunday, I get to see your faces. I get to see how you're looking and taking notes when the word is being preached, and I also get to hear your amazing voices. And when RCC, when we first started working together, I was just taken, and you've heard it all morning long, about the amazing dedication to the actual word and teaching of the word of God, the digging deep, the doing that. So a lot of the music and a lot of the artistic things has to match that. 
It's our hope that we will continue to design, to be creative, to put together um, services that get us all closer, that are thought-provoking, that are heartfelt, that get you to think potentially in a different way by using our, all the creativity. We want to build our department by continuing doing our uh, relationships. I'm sure you've seen some of the musicians that have come in here as guests, and we want to be able to have places where we can invite people. And on Thursday nights, if you guys are interested in being a part of the worship arts, it's an open invitation. Come out at 6 p.m. Come talk to somebody. Easter's coming. God bless you. Very cool. Easter is coming. And this is Stephen. <laughs> I'm Stephen, uh, and I get to uh, do a handful of things here pertaining specifically to the R2 aspect, relationship with those who trust uh, Jesus as well. And my life here at RCC was changed uh, quite a handful of years ago. I, I got to hang around with a guy named David Bartosik, who was a pastor around here. And uh, yep, give him an applause, <laughs> definitely. We won't tell him about it, but you can give it to him. But uh, <clears throat> my life was completely transformed. I came with a wealth of knowledge, similar to Rob Ulrich's story. I came with a wealth of knowledge. I knew I had all the tools, but David Bartosik walked along with me and actually brought me to Jesus. He got me plugged into a life group, uh, Rob Rommelfinger's life group, uh, which, thank goodness I'm out of now. Kidding. That was a ton of fun. But, uh, yeah, and so now I get to hang with Mike Boblet. But, uh, but being in that community, it, uh, again, it, it, it hammered this into me, this joy aspect. They actually brought me to Jesus through scripture, and it changed everything. So every time we have a program around here, every time we have an event around here, the hope is that we can actually facilitate relationships, doing it with the end goal of getting people connected. So we had a women's tea yesterday. Anyone there? <laughs> I heard excellent things. Kyle Adamo raised his hand. He is a man. <laughs> but these people who are there, these events that we have going on, men's fishing trip, we went skeet shooting, we did all these fun things, and it's all for the end goal to get people connected to experience life in community so that their life can be transformed by someone who's further along the journey bringing them to Jesus. So that's what I get to do. And my name is Keith. Uh, you met me earlier, and uh, if you want to know why I chose these shoes, I'll tell you later. Um, <laughs> I get to, to wear two hats uh, at RCC. One is care ministry, and the other is outreach. In care ministry, our hope is just that none of you, no one here at RCC would have to walk alone um, through life's challenges. People are facing difficult, difficult, overwhelming. You heard from, you know, people already up here like Caden. Um, life is hard, and we don't want anyone uh, to have to walk through those challenges alone. So whether it's Stephen ministry or care ministry or cards or quilts or calls or benevolence, whatever it is, we want those expressions of God's love um, to be able to come alongside and people to come alongside during those tough times. So if you are in one of those times and you feel like you're walking alone, please reach out. Please let me know because we have people and, and things in place uh, to help, and we would love to do that. Second thing is outreach, and you heard already some of the things this morning. The 21-day outreach, uh, for our, our, our dream has always been that every week we're sending out 250, 300, 400 people who are everyday missionaries into their jobs, into their neighborhoods, into their families, that this joy of Jesus would flow over these walls and into our families and, and into our community. So that is still our hope. And I can't wait to be able to tell those stories of lives being changed through you all. And globally, the same exact thing. We have partners around the world who are sharing the joy of Jesus with their neighbors, with their coworkers, with the people around them in their community. And uh, I look forward to tell you their stories as well as God is moving in places that you may never go, but because of your influence, because of your faithfulness, because of your generosity, we are able 
to send folks there who are sharing the joy of Jesus. Hi guys, I'm Johnny. I, I get to serve as the youth pastor. Uh, does this number mean anything to you? 80 to 90%. Anyone know? It's the number of teens walking away from the church after they graduate from high school. They finish youth ministries, they leave your houses, and they walk away from the church. Uh, the reason why we're so passionate about fighting for the joy of Jesus is because of numbers like this. Uh, and so it, for me, like, how cool is it to be a part of these people's lives from 12 to 18? Uh, your life changes a lot from 12 to 18. Your body changes, your brain changes, and, and we get to be a part of providing a safe community where you get to ask questions about Jesus, about how faith works, uh, they're figuring out their passions, their identity. Uh, but for us, right, what happened with Caden, you build a foundation of who Jesus is, you model the joy of it, and you hope that two years later, 10 years later, they call you, and hopefully you remember their name, and they're like, you really helped me see Jesus, and I'm, I've missed it for the last how many years, and I want more of that. So, so this year, we're, we're just passionate about reaching more students around here. We're passionate about assisting our parents, right? You guys are the primary disciples. We just want to come alongside you and encourage you in this journey. And, and we're going to try something new. We, you know, we have a lot of young leaders around here who are just passionate about what we're doing. But we want to create some more intergenerational opportunities. And so something that we're going to create is something I'm calling host houses. Uh, and so once a month, we're, we're just going to have some of the students, like all the junior hires, all the underclassmen, all the upperclassmen, go into somebody's house, uh, somebody who models Jesus well, and, and somebody who is just hospitable and cares for them. So if that's something that would interest you, if you like 25 junior hires running around your house, <laughs> one, God bless you, and two, let me know, because I, I, would, I would greatly benefit from that. But, but we're just so excited for God to continue to, to work around this place. Hello, hello. Well, gosh, you expect this kind of harassment from Todd Chapman, but from the rest of these guys, you can pray for me. Now you know. Um, 2023, so excited to be here this year in 2023. And I'm so excited for what's happening around kids and families here at RCC. Our vision is to engage our kids, empower our parents for a joyful journey with Jesus, and that is what is happening. It doesn't get better than that. And as you heard from the precious family that was up here, and they were shy, but when you, hear, when you see those kids out there, I mean, joy is coming out of them. Um, that's what's happening. We're creating an environment that we are engaging our kids, and it's fun. It's fun for them to come, and they want to come, and they're sad when they don't get to come. I get to hear all the time that kids are really upset. They're disappointed when they have to miss church. And oftentimes when they're given the choice between church or a, another activity, they'll choose this place, which is awesome. I just love it. Even a few weeks ago, we had in our precious twos and threes classroom, one of our teachers had to actually help one of our kids leave because they just did not want to go. But they were, she was trying to get them to go home with mom and dad. So that's what's happening. And it's such a good thing that we are creating that kind of environment so that when kids think of church, they think good things. When they think of the people here, they think wonderful things. And that translates in them into thinking good and wonderful things about our God. And so that's what we're trying to accomplish. And we're also engaging our parents. And that is indeed what is happening around here as well. Even tonight, we're launching our first uh, firmly rooted class. I'm so excited about this. It's a deep dive into just walking alongside our parents, helping them 
encourage their kids to be firmly rooted in truth and in Jesus. And so our families know that we are in this with them and just as we are loving these precious children as we point them to Jesus so that one day they too will treasure Jesus. And so I'm excited for 2023. We're just going to keep passionately pursuing these things, making a wonderful place for our kids. They want to come and walk alongside of our parents. And so I'm excited to see what Jesus is going to do this year. And I'm Brian Betts. I'm the executive pastor and pastor of communications. And we've been talking about this as a staff. And actually, the easiest way to summarize this is I get to oversee the front door of RCC. And that front door is changing every day. The front door isn't just when people come onto the patio or their tires come up our sloped driveway. Uh, the front door is now social media. The front door is now our website. The front door is now our live streams that get recorded, put on our website, and shared with other people. You know how many people in the last year have said, I have no connection here, but I found your video. Someone sent me your video, and I want to see more about this place. What a great, what a great gift. And so I get to oversee like, the digital connection around, the personal connection with the greeters and everybody getting to, getting to know everybody around here. And then I get to help also work alongside the wonderful facilities team uh, as we try and do the best we can to keep our, to keep our campus going. And I, love it. I want to take one moment just to shout out Chris Johansson. Chris, normally you're over there and I didn't see you. Oh, you are, you're in the shadow. Great, so our lighting is fantastic. Chris is hiding in the shadows. Chris, Chris jumped in uh, October, late September, early October, and man, he has hit the ground sprinting. Uh, he has done such a phenomenal job, and he's got great guys that help him out. Bud, Joe, I was going to rattle off all the names, and now that moment hits. Uh, Bud, <laughs> Bud, Joe, Ralph, uh, Ken, thank you guys for, for everything you guys do on a consistent basis. Ben, I don't want to forget about Ben. Uh, ben helps out a ton, too. Uh, and the tech team as well. The tech team has been a wonderful group of people. And so since everybody else is shared, shielded for recruitment, I want to do the same thing. If you would love to be part of the tech team, we would love to have you. If you think you can smile and wave and say hi and ask this really complicated question, what's your name? We would love to have you be part of the greeting team. It's way easier than what Johnny just asked everybody to do, for the record. <laughs> Much lower bar. But... I would love anybody who's interested in being, that, being part of that front door, being part of that first experience for what RCC might be. We'd love to have you join part of that team, bringing that joy to people who basically, a lot of the time, we haven't even met yet. Mm. So you maybe get the sense uh, just from this morning, we have some fun together. And uh, I can't tell you how much fun it is for me uh, to be able to hang with these, these guys. And uh, uh, first of all, we count it a great privilege that you allow us to do this. Thank you for putting us in a position where, where we get to have these roles. I don't think there's one person up here that takes it for granted and one person up here that's uh, not grateful for, for that opportunity. And this is a strong team. Uh, they all have uh, a, a lot of gifts, but what gives them the greatest strength is their desire to love Christ himself and from that a passion that we share that with everybody uh, here and, and everywhere, uh, everywhere we go. I, I love those long lyrics. I will build my, my life upon the foundation of your love. I love those. But we understand theologically we choose to build our lives on the foundation of his love because he's already moved in our life to draw us to himself. We don't ever want to miss that. But that is our conviction around here. Life is hard. Life always going to be hard until we see Jesus face to face. 
it's, it's going to be hard. But our conviction is there is joy in this journey. So speaking for the elders again and the staff, we're thrilled with where we're at. But we're optimistic about the future. We will keep devoted to helping every individual grow in their relationship with Christ, building a community. It happens through us sharing our lives. It's God's plan, our sharing our lives. We hope you've sensed an emphasis, though, on our really doing a little better and a little more intentional in reaching others. We had these elder dinners last fall. The big idea, again, is we're working to build it easier access to RCC, easier access to Jesus through RCC. We want easier to folks become a part of our community. Then we just finished this 21-day uh, uh, initiative, right? We're going to make it easier for people to come to us, and then we're going to get better at going to them. Because there's nobody like Jesus. There's nobody like Jesus. That's why we do all this stuff. I love y'all. We all love y'all. We're grateful for what God has done. We're grateful for what he is doing. But we're looking forward to the days ahead. And those folks through us that haven't yet met Jesus, can you imagine next year, about a year from now, having some of those folks celebrate with us? So if you will, will you please stand? And I'm going to ask you in asking God to continue to move in this fellowship. Father, you are good and you are glorious. And thanks for moving in our hearts to encourage us, to empower us, to build our lives upon the foundation which is your love. Father, there's nowhere else, nowhere else to find the hope, the security, the meaning, and the happiness than in you. Oh, Father, you have been so good to us. I pray that you continue to move in each of us individually, collectively, Oh, Father, we want more folks to have the experience of what we're enjoying in you. Thanks for putting us together as a church family. We don't believe there's anything accidental about this. We each, every one of us, oh, Father, there's so much growth, so much learning, and so much joy ahead. So we pray that you would work in our lives and we pray that you would bring just enough challenge into our personal lives and even into our corporate life that we would never, ever trust ultimately in ourselves. But I pray as those hard times come that you through your spirit would draw us to you and through those tough times you would strengthen our relationships and our commitment to loving you and expressing that love to others. So I pray, Father, that you'd fill us with your spirit, that you would baptize us with your spirit. Father, hear us. We are grateful for everything you've done. But we look forward to what's ahead because we are absolutely convinced that you are devoted and you are working to bring us even more joy in this year's ahead. So thank you, Father, for being with us. We praise you you. Amen.
seventh inning stretch part of our, of, of our day. Hey, before we get into the annual meeting, just a quick prayer over it. Hey, gracious Heavenly Father, uh, as we tend to the business that, uh, that our world uh, needs in order to do ministry, uh, help our vision to come through. Help our vision to be pointed at you. Uh, thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us this community and this ability to do it. Thank you for giving us uh, 54 years strong now as a church. Uh, bless our words, bless our conversation, bless our questions, bless our answers. Uh, and thank you for loving us and giving us this ability to come together to want to pursue more of you. Amen. Okay, functional things. Uh, first off, thank you everybody for coming this morning. If you are not sticking around for the annual <laughs> meeting, head on out there. There might still be donuts or bagels. Help yourself to them. If the grill is not attended to, please do not just start grilling your own bagel. Hopefully, Terry, please, Terry, run out there and take care of it. Um, if you are sticking around for the annual meeting, we are about to go set up tables in the front. Johnny, Steven, and I will help you guys sign in. We need everybody to sign in for the annual meeting. If you are not a member and would like to be here, you can still join. We would love to have you. Uh, you can sign in as well. We have a non-member list. That will be at the table that I am at. Um, so you can do that as well. Uh, otherwise, let's have at it. <laughs>